You're listening to Everyday Parents, a day in the life podcast. We share the everyday routines of parents from all kinds of families. Our episodes start with getting to know each guest's family, then go through their daily routine and wrap up with some reflective questions about parenting. I'm Jerome Cluck, a stay-at-home dad to our daughter, Charlie, and half of your hosting team. And I'm Caitlin Kirby, Jerome's wife, Charlie's mom, and your podcast co-host. On today's podcast, we are welcoming Victoria. She is a mother of two, Juno, age six, and Denver, age two. She and her husband moved to the United States from Germany before they had kids. And now they're still here. With kids. Welcome, Victoria. Please share a little bit about your family. Yes, um... I'm Victoria, and I have um, a family of four, or we are a family of four. My husband, Sebastian, and I have two kids, Denver, two, and Juno, she's six. And we are originally from Germany, but we live just outside of Austin. The kids' names, Denver and Juno, those don't have any... They weren't like conceived in Denver. No, (laughs) No. Uh, although when um, when I was pregnant with Juno, we were in Denver, (laughs) but uh, actually that had like nothing to do with like picking the name Denver later. Um, We just liked the name Juno. Um, But the funny thing is we encounter many problems with the pronunciation of her name. So, for example, we went to the dentist and the assistant, she could not say her name. She said, Junia, something like totally <laughs> ridiculous. And every time that happens, I cringe and I feel so sorry for her that people are not able to say her name. Yeah, There's kind of a train of vowels yeah. at the end there, but. I know. It's it's spelled like the capital of Alaska. I know, Right, that's the spelling. Yeah, it is. And I always thought like people know the capital of Alaska. So I thought like people know how to say it. Because one of my friends, when I told her via text um, that my daughter's name is going to be Juno, she's like, how do you say that? And I was like, you know, like uh, capital of Alaska. And she said, Anchorage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so yeah i don't know i was i was drilled on state capitals as a kid oh yeah, and yeah. so if anyone else can't can't get juno that's their fault yeah. <laughs> i think so too my name is jerome j-e-r-o-m-e and i let a bus driver call me jeremy for a full year because i was too young and too afraid to correct her right away and so you know, it, it, when my stop was coming up, she'd shout back, Jeremy, time to move up. And I'd be like, yep, yes, ma'am, coming up right now. Yeah. <laughs> sure, when you're young, you don't want to, yeah, interrupt. So you said you're from Germany, yes. um, but the kids were both born in the U.S.? Yes, um, Juno was born in Oakland, California, and Denver here in Austin. So we, um, we were... So we moved from Germany um, 10 years ago, and uh, we were in California for the first seven years. Is there anything significant you want to share about pregnancy and birth with either of your kids? 
both pregnancies were normal pregnancies. Um, I had a lot of heartburn when I was pregnant with Juno. Like I, I don't know, I couldn't eat any gluten. That was really tough because my diet is almost only gluten. I eat like bread and pasta and that's it. (laughs) um, So that was, that was hard. And that pregnancy was, besides that, it was fine. I had both kids um, via C-section. Juno's was not a planned C-section, but then Denver's was a planned C-section. And it was nice to have it planned, to know what to expect and to know when to go. But the, the, the weird part about Denver's pregnancy was, of course, it was COVID. So I never knew how the doctor looked like. You know, I only saw him in the mask. I never saw his face. Was Denver born like, um, I don't know, was COVID bad enough that you had to be alone during labor or was your husband? No, no, my husband was allowed to be there. Um, It was, so it was born in December. Um, Juno was not allowed to come. Uh, she was not allowed to visit in the hospital. Only husbands were allowed. And for for Denver's pregnancy, um, I just wanted to eat soup the whole time. And it was so hot in Austin. It was summer. And we also just moved here a few months ago. So it was our first summer. So we're usually, when it was 90 degrees, we're already like, oh my God, it's hot. I can't do it. And now we had 100 degrees and I was pregnant. And it felt like... 200 degrees to me, right? (laughs) Because of all the hormones. And we lived in such an old house. And the only cold room was the bathroom. So I spent a lot of time on the floor in the bathroom just because it was cold there. (laughs) Uh, What is the neighborhood like that you live in right now? Uh, We live now in the suburbia, pretty much. Everything by car, pretty quiet, um... Nothing in walking distance, just, yeah, typical suburbia. Do you and your husband both work? Um, no, I'm a uh, stay-at-home mom at the moment, um, and my husband works full-time. He works at tech. And so uh, is Juno in school during the yeah, day? she's in kindergarten, um, so it's her uh, second year in school, pre-K and now kinder, and she really likes it. I I'm impressed that they already know how to read in kindergarten when um, I did not learn that in kindergarten in Germany. Like that whole system is totally different, but she really, really likes it. It's fun for her. It's funny. I would assume it would be pretty similar to German kindergarten because we stole the name from German. No, kindergarten just, is pretty much daycare um that's and um so it's just in germany it's just for playing you just like have um teachers there watching you and then you're playing around it's nothing with numbers or reading any curriculum that's good. I feel like most of the time when I hear about the American educational system, I am hearing about how poor it's how doing. Bad it is. But yeah. That's a little heartening. <laughs> there we go. The, my, uh, my, when we decided on night, we were talking about moving back to Germany when I was pregnant with Denver. 
And then when we changed our mind to stay, my mother-in-law was like, but the school system in America is so bad. And I mean, so far, I think at least here in our school district, everything's fine and it's good what they're doing. And I always wonder, like, when do they fall behind? Because like right now they're like on top. <laughs> so I don't know when, when the, when it plunges. I think it's the inequality that Probably. ends up putting us on those lists because some schools are very good That's and some true. schools are very bad. Yeah. Yes. Does Juno speak German and English? Yeah, she does. Uh, um, yeah, but Juno, I mean, she speaks more because she speaks first too, but she is pretty good in both. She can switch back and forth, no problem. So with me, she only she only speaks to me in German, but if somebody else is there, she would talk to the other person in English and then to me in German. And um, cool. I think I think it helps that we always go to Germany in summer, so we're like she's exposed to the language for like a longer stretch of time. Yeah, we speak. Jerome and I speak a little bit of German, and I speak a fair amount of Spanish. He speaks a little bit, and it's hard to try when those aren't our native languages. Um, and then also they're not spoken like in the community. It's hard to try yeah. and like get um, any kind of other language vocab in there with our kids. Yeah. Our I kid. mean, we, we don't have um, German friends here in the United States, really. I mean, there's only one, one friend, but we don't see him that much. So it's just here in the house where we talk German. We do have some German books and some German um, toys. There's this one really cool toy. It's um it's a pen, but it's talking. So if you if you have the you have to have the, the the books for it, and if you point on the pictures in the book, it talks about what's happening in the picture. So that's a really nice German toy we have. Then, so you guys all speak German at home. Like that's mm -hmm. the language in the house when you're like, yes. hey, can you get me a drink? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And okay. um, cool. do gibt mir ein tr eine Trinker? <laughs> Kannst du mir was zu trinken geben? <laughs> Sound yeah. the same to me. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in Denver, I mean, he's in, he's in daycare. So um, he speaks more English than German like I feel like his vocabulary is bigger in English than in German what's his daycare situation um like what kind of place does he go to and what hours mm -hmm. he goes um three days a week um and only in the mornings uh, nine to one o'clock who are your biggest supporters in terms of extended family and friends and how often do you see them uh, we don't have supporters, really. I mean, our family is not here. It's just um, my husband and me. All the rest of the family is in Germany. So sometimes Juno has a play date where she wants to go by herself. But I feel she's now just in that age where that's fine. When we were moving... We had a few a few situations where um, friends offered to take Juno in for the afternoon, so I was able to unpack boxes 
and that was okay. Denver was a li so little. You just put him in his crib, and then, um, yeah, I could work. I was not interrupted the whole time. And another thing that was really hard was when I had Denver uh, in the hospital because Juno was not allowed to come. So we had to arrange for a sleepover for Juno. She was super excited to uh, stay at her friend's, but for one night it was okay, but then it had to be two nights and that was that was really tough on her. Because like, I think it's like way easier to just drop your kids off with family. That's like so different. Like you trust, there's a different trust the different feeling about trust with family and with just people, you know, for two years or something. And so you and Sebastian move to a new country and try and establish like a social circle in San Francisco. And then you leave that to go to Austin. So I can imagine that's, that's yeah. Gotta be difficult to start over. Yes. And then unfortunately two months later was COVID. So we did oh. not have much time to um, develop a social circle. Were you working before um, having kids? Uh, yes, I was um, even working the whole time until we moved to Austin. I had a food truck and catering business in San Francisco. I was uh, I took maybe like six weeks off when um, I had Juno, but then I <clears throat> started working part-time again, and I think at... Four when she was four months old, I started working full time again. And she was, and we first had a babysitter that didn't work out. Then we had another babysitter. She quit on us, and then she started daycare with ten months or something. Do you prefer San Francisco or Austin so far? <laughs> San Francisco, <laughs> California. It's um. It's a countryside mostly. It's um, I don't know. I miss the trees. I miss the ocean. Yeah. So I've been to San Francisco, but I've never been to Texas yet. So I can't. Yeah, I mean Austin is. I a, can't make a comparison, but San Francisco is pretty pretty fun. Yeah, it's it's nice that you can walk everywhere. You know, like here you need a car. And um, that's funny you say that because that's what we loved about Dortmund. Like, granted, we were in, like, the city center, but we didn't have a car, obviously. And we yeah. just fell in love with the public transport. And it's so easy. And having everything, right? Yeah, it is yeah. uniquely yeah, it's so European or and something. And I, I don't know if it's because it was a much bigger city. Like, our city has, like, 120,000 people, and Dortmund was, like, 500,000. But I felt... I felt like we saw kids out in public a lot more often there because I feel like, I don't know, just like having the public transit and stuff, like it just makes it more accessible for families or maybe just everybody's not like bundled up in their car all the time. I don't know what it was. And I don't know. I mean, that's, I can only speak for um, Texas area. I think like here, if there's like, if it's not sunny and nice outside, People just don't go outside, you know, and I feel in Germany, people go outside, no, whatever the weather is, you just dress up properly for it. All right. I think we're ready to hear about your daily routine then. What time okay. does your day start and what happens first? 
Okay, so uh, our alarm goes off at 6.45 and then we'll go have breakfast, coffee, and then we get dressed and usually around 7.20 um, we'll drive to school. Sometimes we take the bike, sometimes we walk. It's really close to the elementary school from here. And um, and would your husband already be at left for work at that point no no usually we all get up together and he leaves um he leaves around like nine just before nine eight thirty ish usually denver wants to come to drop off juno Um, we'll do that together and then on those days where um, denver goes to school so I just get him, dress him, make his lunchbox, and then um, drive him to his daycare. And on those days where he's not going to daycare, um, we'll usually go to a playground or to an indoor playground, or we'll make like um, a play date. So some some play arrangements, so he can like roam and that he is tired for his nap he usually naps around one for like an hour and a half and then at three o'clock we pick up Juno from kindergarten and then we usually spend like another half an hour 45 minutes at the um, playground at the school and then I chit chat with the other moms then we'll come home, do a little bit of TV, maybe like 20 minutes. So they watch one episode of a show like Bluey or whatever there is on Disney Channel. Super kittens, super kitties. Um, and what time does your husband get home, like relative? Like six. Happening? At six, okay. yes. And then usually we have dinner around six. And then um, we play some Legos. Very big fans of Legos. Everybody is. Does everybody do that all together? Um, yes. Uh-huh. Kind of. I mean, I'm fine if I don't have to. Uh, Juno is always like doing a Lego challenge, which means she's just building something in one or two particular colors. And then I have to find all the bricks for her. So I have to give her all the pink or the yellow or the blue bricks. And what about Denver? Is he a Lego fan as oh, well? Oh, yes. Um, he usually wants a car or a plane. So, and then um, he he plays better with the Duplos, but he's also, he doesn't put anything in his mouth. So we also just let him play with the, with the small ones. Yeah, but... Always has to be has to be cars. I don't know why, but he's so obsessed with vehicles, like all of them. Yeah, our daughter too. And I was really telling. Yeah, I was asking Jerome. I was like, "What were toddlers into before like trains and buses and cars were a thing?" Because oh, yeah? she's just all about all of them. But my daughter was not about the. It was not about the vehicles. At least not like this crazy. I don't know. It's. Yeah, the way like some dogs will yell at the mailman or like yeah. get off the couch for the mail. Like our daughter will get up for like a truck or a plane or she'll hear something go by. And yeah, I don't know. Yes, like if there's like a plane, oh, plane, plane. Yeah, like one of the 
first words she got down was helicopter, which oh, is really? just bonkers. Yeah. Helicopter? Us, Copter? For a helicopter is just bear, bear, bear. <laughs> just last in the phone. We live pretty close to a hospital, so every now and again mm. they'll fly in somebody if something went real wrong and she'll you can hear it for, for sure. sure. So yes. I'm just, you know, praying it's not during a nap or something. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and also this um this one hour um time change to summertime is so hard for the kids. Like especially for Denver. I mean Juno is like um if it's dark she sleeps three minutes and it's she's ignoring. But Denver, oh my god, it took so long to adjust to this one hour. We even like had to sneak in um a melatonin because because I at still at like ten PM he did not want to sleep. He was still having a party. Yeah, I never had an opinion on daylight savings until I had a kid. And then I was just like, this is the most unnecessary thing. Caitlin was pretty good about tracking when it was coming up. And she's like, this we started, around. yeah, we started like moving her back 20 minutes day by day until eventually like it just, it went naturally. And she was down on time an hour ahead. I, I don't even know which yeah. one we did, but yeah. but yeah, the first time it was, it was tough so she but did was, a good job of yeah but it's it. still light outside at then so it's it's yeah. hard after dinner play with legos and then and then story time at 7 30 and then at eight o'clock we turn off the lights usually so what does bedtime routine look like um bedtime routine is um so at 7 30 we tell them to um change into their pajamas, go brush teeth, wash their hands and faces one more time to the bathroom. Is Denver able to do this kind of independently? No, of course not. Like he's like, he's like, I change his diaper and then wash his face. <laughs> and then he's just like, um, still like playing along when we do works. Like, um, and I'm still nursing, so, like, he already is, like, asking for it while I'm reading a book. It's, like, already, like, pulling on my shirt, which is always kind of annoying. Because, <laughs> like, you try to um, um, give both kids the same attention, but, like, if one is, like, pulling on your shirt and is, like, asking for for your boob the whole time, it's, like, hard to focus on the book. They usually, like, scream a little bit. <laughs> So, but I mean, I try, I try it as good as possible. Um, so we usually read like three or four books and then we turn off the lights. They um, share a room. So we have bunk beds. So I usually sleep downstairs with Denver and my husband upstairs with Juno. That was not planned. We used to... Um, like a year ago, Denver was perfectly sleep trained. Um, he just went into his crib at seven, turned off the lights and shut the door and he was fine. Something changed. I think we went to Germany for a month and we all um, slept in one room together. And then I thought like when we come back, I'll just put him back to his regular routine and sleep train him again. But when we came back, he was able to climb out of his crib so it was like climbing out of his crib, screaming his lungs out and banging on the door. 
and then um, that was it with the um, sleep training idea. Oh no, man! So, I feel like once you start sleeping through the night after being a baby, I was like, "All right, that's it. We've cracked it. Our sleep problems are all over." But no. that may not be true. <laughs> that story scares the hell out of me. <laughs> we had, I mean, he slept really nice. Like for like eight months, he slept through the night. And then we totally screwed it up with our vacation. Um, he's now like he's up like six times at night at least, like sometimes ten. I'm usually, I mean, like by now I'm just he's like in our bed or I'm in his bed because um, I don't know. He is, and also I think the mistake is that they're sharing a room because he's screaming. I don't want her to wake up. So I'm like super fast in there and then I just like start nursing him and he does not stop screaming um, when he's not being nursed. So um, I also want to stop nursing, of course, because he's already over too. I don't know. I, I feel like I cannot do it when there's school because she will not be able to sleep the whole night or um, I have to... I think it's also only possible when I have to go on vacation by myself. Our last guest had two kids that were three and one and a half, and they had shared the same room. And the whole time I was thinking, like, that just sounds so risky. Like you're playing like three hands of blackjack at once, trying. <laughs> That's a good way of saying it. Yeah. Like, what are the odds? What are the odds it goes well? It doesn't doesn't feel likely to me. I was not even thinking um, that it could go bad. When we bought that bunk bed, I thought like, oh, yeah, it's just making a fuss because he doesn't want to be by himself. I was not thinking, oh, if he's waking up at night, he will wake up everyone. So, oh, um, so now, like, either I'm sleeping in his bed or he's sleeping in our bed. So does that mean that you are kind of down for the night once he's in bed yeah i should but um i should go to bed early but i'm don't i mean i want some time okay to so you evening. are able to like nurse him get him to sleep and then get up and kind of be like a, yes 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 know, exactly. an adult for a bit yeah she's, for a she's bit. doing this podcast from a bunk bed right now <laughs> yes like i'm i'm nursing right now <laughs> you just don't see it <laughs> Yes. Okay. So you, yeah, you sneak out. Uh, yeah, I sneak out, but it takes some time. It takes like forty minutes. Like today, I was actually really nervous that I wouldn't be on time uh... because, um, because as said earlier, of the one hour time difference from to summertime, just like sometimes, like if you make the wrong move, he wakes up. Takes a little bit longer, but usually it's like forty minutes. Yeah, the nature of this podcast requires flexibility, so we're prepared for this. <laughs> yes. Every yeah. eventuality, yeah. so no, no problem. Uh, yeah, where is your kid? Uh, sleeping right now? In bed. Yes. Mm -hmm. Sleeping yeah. uh, safe and sound? Yeah, she, uh, since New Year's, she's been sleeping through the night, so we're enjoying, like, day Nine. 90 of decent sleep. 
That's I why. keep my fingers yeah. crossed. It's it, so but nice. But it has it has been harder to get her down to bed lately because she was at my mom's over the weekend, and so it's just like a different routine. And now that she's back with us, like it's been harder for me to get her to sleep. And we're still nursing too because that's mm. uh, just like such an easy way for me to get her excited to go start the bedtime routine. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, so. I don't know when we'll stop that. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know how to stop it because I thought, <laughs> I thought um, it won't even take that long. I would not expect it that the kids are interested in it for such a long time. For Juno, I stopped nursing when she was seven months. I mean, it was also because she was already um, supplementing, and I was working full time. So totally different story, but um, I thought maybe 18 months, that's already a long time. And now 27 months and he's still very interested and I have no idea how to stop it. I mean, he's, it's not for um, nutrition's right? It's just for comfort. You're a human, human pacifier. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a cow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so you mentioned that um, Denver's in daycare three days a week. Um, what? How does your routine change on those days? What kind of do you do during that time? Um, for example, today I slept. <laughs> um, um, I just uh, keep up with some housework. Because usually everything is like chaos here. Sometimes I just do errands. I don't even do much. It's just so quick. It's like, I don't know, I'm doing a Sudoku puzzle and then I feel like, oh, it's time to pick up Denver. It's usually it's the, the fastest four hours in the day. And what about weekends? How do things look different on the weekends? We, um, my husband is at home, so so he helps out. Well, we do stuff together. So we do like, we go to a brewery or something or like a restaurant where they have a playground or uh, go to a park or we go to friends. So um, I don't know, it's just like stuff that you usually do as a family. Hello, dear listener. If you haven't yet rated the podcast or subscribed, we'd really appreciate it if you could do that for us because we crave validation. We also crave money. So please check out our Patreon where for $3 a month, you can subscribe to receive video episodes of the show and early access to episodes. You can appear as a guest on the show by going to our website, everydayparentspod.com, and following the link there to the guest FAQ and application. We'd love to hear about your family and a day in your life and a day in the life of your family and a day in your lives together. So we finished the podcast with three questions. Mm -hmm. I'll ask you all of them up front, and you can take them in any order you want. So. Okay. What would you say has been your biggest parenting win recently? What would you say has been your biggest parenting challenge? And then what do you do to take time for yourself throughout the day? So, uh, My biggest challenge is the moods of the kids. Uh, my daughter is very um, 
moody, active, and loud, and has mood swings. This sometimes is really challenging because like, I don't like to be screamed at the whole time. So I, it's no hard. Yeah, it's, uh, but it's hard um, not to yell back the whole time, you know? So I think like uh, somebody's letting out all his aggressions on me. Um, be calm, be calm, be calm. You know, this is, it's hard for me. That's a challenge. And also it's challenging to um, give both kids the same um, attention. Because I don't know, I feel like Denver gets more attention from me because he's smaller and Juno feels left out. I think she even said that once, you do everything for Denver and you never do anything for me. And that's pretty, pretty rough. I mean, it's not my attention, but I think it's just, it's happened because he's the little one. Yeah. Do either of the kids also show any like favoritism towards you or your husband? Oh yeah, both me. (laughs) I have to do everything. (laughs) So um, my husband, it's totally fine if he's like doing nothing, but I have to, I have to change his diapers because I, I, it has to be me. Like, Denver does not let Sebastian change the diapers. I have to brush the teeth. I have to put on the pajamas. I have to do everything. Like, there's not even, like, a choice. Like, sorry, Victoria, they want you. What do you gotta... I'll be over here. My my husband, I mean, he also feels bad. He wants to help, but, mm-hmm. like, the kids don't let him. So um, I think he's also sad about it sometimes. Aww. Yeah. Uh, and then, All right, well, what would you say has been a parenting win or a, a joy? Joy, nothing. <laughs> no, no, that's a joke. <laughs> um, uh, no, I mean, it's, I mean, first they're like super cute, you're right? So that's already a joy just to look at them. And then if they hug each other it's so cute you know so it's really nice to know that they really like each other as brother and sister and they play together of course they fight but they also they really like each other so that is really nice to see and so and they say um juno says to denver i love you you know (laughs) so so those things are really nice yeah Mm -hmm. so i know you said when you had like four hours in a day it's the fastest four hours of your day but if you can if you had more time what would you what would you choose to do to unwind or like I don't know what what are some hobbies that are Victoria's and Victoria's only yeah um I would I mean probably I would just like listen to podcasts all day long or I would I would just uh, go to a nice cafe and just drink coffee and have a nice slice of cake you know just sit in silence yes and like I don't know just have more more silence in my life that would be really nice I get that yep just uh having nothing to do is something in and of itself yes and um when I was younger I always had to have like music playing like all day long I always had to have like background noises 
and now I appreciate it so much if there is like nothing. I don't know. I just I always thought like how can people do this? This is not possible. But if you have like screaming children around you the whole time, it's so nice. So I have six siblings and oh, wow. my mother <laughs> like we'd get up for school at like quarter to seven usually I think and she would always be up there to wake us up and I was I remember asking her I was like what time do you get up and she's like I get up at like four and I was like good lord why would you do that and she's like I just like to sit in silence (laughs) and drink coffee for for about an hour and a half and then that's all she gets and I remember thinking that sounds awful and Mm -hmm. I get it now yeah if Denver would sleep more I would also consider getting up earlier. I mean, I have like no sleep anyway, so I appreciate it to uh, stay in bed as long as I can. But I understand your mother for sure. Oh, me too now. Me too now. <laughs> uh, what, what about your husband? What does he do with his free time? Oh, he's watching soccer, B4B. Hey! There you go. <laughs> and then... Um, that's, that's still my lock screen. Oh, fun, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I mean, we don't go out together, but, like, sometimes we switch. Like, he goes out, sees a friend, and, or I go out and see a friend. Lay down some cover fire for each other. Yeah. Yep, yep, Kate and I do that, too. And then, like, he um, enjoys uh, going to breweries on weekends, yes. <laughs> It's nice though. They have really nice ones here uh, where they're totally kid friendly. They have like playgrounds and um, they even have like goats so you can go and pet the goats. Really nice. Cool. Yeah, Austin seems like a cool place. Yeah, it's nice. Not in summer. Not in summer. (laughs) But but the winter is pretty cool. I mean, really nice comparison to other winters. Well, thank you for letting us into your world for a little bit. Yeah. It was really cool to hear about you and Victoria or Sebastian <laughs> and Juno in Denver. Yeah, and Tamita Dortmunder. <laughs> it's funny, yeah. Always fun to have a travel connection with someone uh, that because we, I don't know if it will make it into the edited episode, but we had... Um, lived in Dortmund, the city that Victoria and her husband were from in Germany for a few months before COVID shut down my program and sent us home. So we got to talk a little bit about that as well. We got to workshop our piss poor German. That was a lot of fun. It would have been a lot better if COVID hadn't come along and sent us home. But um, yeah, I really... Charlie Charlie wouldn't be here either. I really admire people who are able to move to a different culture indefinitely because whenever we've gone places like that like we spent some significant time abroad but we pretty much always knew that we were like coming back to the states and it's um it's hard it's a lot of work when we went to germany for what was supposed to be that like year like it was a lot Uh, a lot easier knowing that there was a expiration date on the move too you know that's colored every transition we've made so i can't it's got to be a lot of pressure and stress to go somewhere and be like i gotta make it here otherwise and then to have kids and to navigate 
the like the school system and everything. Um, I mean, you know, they've been here for a long time by now, but it's a lot of work. Yeah, trying to teach a kid a culture that you yourself are kind of just beginning to wrap your head around. Open-ended thought. Well, let's leave it at that. <laughs>